you know, everyone's really great at making Star Wars. At making Star Wars. There we go. All right, we got the opening. I'm trying to buy Rob a little bit of time today. Um, I was bad at communication, so it is what it is. How's everybody doing? Yeah, today is a little bit about speeder bikes. A little bit. It's basically a skeleton crew show, as far as I know. But everybody can hear me okay. I just kind of ran in here and got everything set up today. So, but uh, how's the how's the uh, chat doing? Um, yeah, today we're just talking about some some skeleton crew like tidbits that I've had sitting around for I don't know a year now. And with as far as that's getting pushed, I'm starting to feel like I'm gonna forget this stuff if we don't get it out <laughs> that's just where we're at when you really get down to it i mean it's been it was supposed to come out in november this year now it's been pushed into sometime after halloween thanksgiving to christmas time next year um don't know like the the, the firm date you'd have to look at bestman bulletin's like story on that to really whittle it down i'm in a place where it's like if I think about it all too much, it just gets frustrating. And, uh, you know, but it's um, not because the show sucks or the show's broken. I saw some people on Reddit saying, oh, making Star Wars hack has it out for this show. Um, that's a very, very inaccurate way of looking at this. I mean, I didn't come out and talk about the production issues during the show because I have it out for the show. I did because the crew were the ones that were like, oh, like this sucks. Everything's bad. Everything is going terrible. They're, you know, they're working us like dogs. And so um, with that in mind, a lot of the information that I had on Skeleton Crew back then decided to hold because we didn't know what they would do during the strikes if they would make it seem like the leaks were retaliatory to the to the strikers and where it was going and um so you know i'm i'm not making it sound like you know we're sitting here on a on a mountain of skeleton crew, the whole skeleton crew story or something like that i do not mean to imply that just to be clear but um no i don't have it out for the show and somebody i, I guess just while while i wait for rob i'll just clear it up for a second Somebody on uh, Reddit's like, oh, he has it out for the show, and he's saying that it, they don't know what to do with it, and they're, like, changing it and stuff. And it's like, no, man, that's not what I ever said on the show. On the show, this show, I said Skeleton Crew had bad production problems. Doesn't mean it's good or it's bad. In fact, some of the stuff you guys like the most had the worst production problems. It's an irrelevant, uh, you know, it's a, it's a line in the sand that just don't, doesn't need to be drawn. It doesn't make sense that way. But what uh what did happen was a strike happened disney had to go and move around their whole schedule uh andor isn't finished mandalorian never got to film now disney has to ask, ask itself what do we do well acolytes our main show acolyte is our flagship show for star wars and then we got skeleton crew that one's done it's in the bag well what do we do with it do we release it you know do we release it today no why not well because we don't have enough content for the next two years if we do so where to put skeleton crew has been the issue the whole time um 
not saying it was the hardest issue in the world either. Just the fact that I have to bring it up again makes it seem like it's bigger than it than it is. But the the, the fact of the matter is your your core of the year of 2024 show is going to be Acolyte. And then then we have this Mandalorian um, adjacent series that's sort of meant to be. I don't know if it's meant to have multiple seasons or not. I kind of think so. But let's just call it like adjacent to the main Mando story, you know, it, it, and what do you do with it? Well, you push it to November, unfortunately, because that's how you have content for the whole year. It has nothing to do with the quality of the show. This show could suck. This show could could be the worst Star Wars show ever made. What I'm saying has nothing to do with that. It, it could be the best Star Wars show ever made as well. And what I'm saying also has nothing to do with that. Um, all of this stuff has to do with uh, what has the headache been that it, they have been dealing with, you know? Hello, Dr. Rob, Dr. Hey. Robert. <laughs> Jason, I, uh, I woke up laughing today, you know? Why? Why? Rebo, Rebo McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him some to talk about. Is that Rebo McIntyre? My wife was listening to that. You know, she had the music on while she was, and I just, that came on. I was like, what a, what a serendipitous. And I just had to, Woke up to this picture of a little Rebo <laughs> with the with like the red mullet kind of thing going on yeah, and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did a I did a little thing on Friday, but I got I got tired. Um, and I I didn't do a show on Friday. I did Santa's show, and you know you know you know you know that Star Wars Santa. You know what he does to you. You know how he, how he he just keeps going on about Plagueis and won't let you won't let you stop and the flat earth and, and you know no I'm kidding uh, I do I do a show with with Santa on Fridays usually so subscribe to Star Wars Santa and and check it out on Friday and if I can't make it sometimes Rob is there <laughs> yeah sometimes I show up and Santa regrets ever giving me that link you know, it's, fun watch, it's fun to watch that look on his face like. <laughs> right, Santa. To be fair, every mm-hmm. mall Santa I ever encountered gave me that same look as a kid. So yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, and good, good morning, Meg. Meg says you know it's serious when Jason's got a space background. Yeah, that's when we're doing Ooh. the cult. You know, Ooh. but um, we have a, a Reddit, a subreddit for our little uh, cult over here, and um, it's r slash Star Wars News. And uh, I've been posting some some stuff over to to there, and because uh, you know why not? Let's 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 spread it around, and uh, let's make our own communities. I'm, I'm, I gotta be honest with you guys, I I'm not a Discord guy. I I I've tried the uh, Discord. It's just it's not it's not for me. I I just I I DM people. You know what I mean? Like I talk to people like in private on Discord. I use it as a messenger, but. It doesn't end up being like a communal thing for me. It's too, it's too isolated. So, I, I warned you. Gonna... Oh, I yeah, warned no. you when you started that Discord up. You're never gonna stick with it. <laughs> well, I started the uh, the uh, Discord for you know all of uh, our our friends who wanted one. I was like, hey, yeah, you guys want to talk in there? Go ahead, but by all means. But the reality of the situation is, I end up just talking in big or in star wars santa's and not my own <laughs> so um, I, I spend more time in fortnite now talking about star wars than discord <laughs> so you <laughs> yeah well you know as an incel uh discord moderator 
I've been finding that that uh, I, I <laughs> careful. We, we have we, we have this we have this uh, little little Reddit. Careful here. with your your sarcasm. People will use that again. I know. <laughs> I, I just I just I, I I don't care anymore. The internet's broken me. Like it's just it's just too fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like I, you could bend over backwards for these idiots, and yet you haven't bent over backward enough. No matter what it is, just the amount of people with just rocks in their head for brains you know and um on a, on a on a side note um a story came out on friday i i know bespin covered it i guess we could cover it on bespins we'll, we'll get to it on bespins we'll, we'll do we'll, we'll do the bespin bulletin article third um making star wars exclusive for our slash star wars news the hero skeleton crew's name and like i said all of this stuff was was a was 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 held back initially because of of the strike we didn't want it to mess with it in, in any way you know we didn't we didn't want it to be seen like it was retaliatory everybody knows i've been getting leaks from these all of these shows and all of these productions for about 10 years now you know we're, we're, we're coming up on 10 on the 10 year mark yeah. of that but. first story here's the new character's name in the max rebo show uh, second, will 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 the people who made Rex people have a home? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah, and that's yeah, like yeah, like I, I was making this joke on on Santa's show, but I'm like, yeah. Whenever you're evaluating Bob Iger's moral compass and how you know cutting he'll be, remember he was down to let these writers lose their homes, their families to become homeless, to lose their apartments, so he can flex for a decade about how anti-union he was as a CEO. You know that's. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm not in SAG. I'm not in the Writers Guild. So when they made that deal, I wasn't like, "Oh, thank you, Daddy Iger. I'm back to work." You know, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, I I saw what he did. We all know what he did. He's a, he's he's a he's a fucking asshole. So uh, and and all rich people are fucking assholes of that magnitude. You know, I'm not talking about the guy who you know opened a a grocery store and and made it on his own or her own you know kind of way or whatever. Yeah, those people are probably assholes too. But not in the same way that that the uh, you know twenty seven million dollar bonus assholes are. It's a whole different. Santa breed count asshole. as a toy shop. What, what what do we put in Santa under? You know, because sweatshop. It, honestly, sweatshop. I know the like jokes played out, but it's not a joke way. anymore, is it? All right. So here's, <laughs> here's the article. babies. <laughs> but but everyone, uh, uh, subscribe to our uh, slash Star Wars news and uh, feel free to talk in there. I mean, if you guys want to talk in there, I'll I'll engage. I'm I'm down for the to have the star Wars random thoughts in there, you know, and that kind of stuff. And, um, my, my old buddy, Max, uh, from the star Wars post, uh, set it up for, for us like a long, long time ago for himself and then gave it to me and for us. And, um, we can, uh, you know, it has rules on there. Um, they're, they're not, they're not set in stone. I want it to be a pretty lax place until it matters. The, the number one rule is just don't be an asshole just because you're on the internet. Hey, That's pretty much and the rule. If you want a completely rob-free experience, go there too. Yeah, yeah, go there too. Hey, <laughs> give him time. He said that about Fortnite. Two years later, here we are. Every no, Saturday. I, I tried no. to be. I was like, I hate this shit. We <laughs> got time for yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I like I like mixing it up and talking about about Star Wars though. So I don't mind, you know. But like I said, like my whole thing with that place is just be cool, you know. But uh, so anyway, here's the article, the little little tidbits I wrote. I don't have to do the 300 word thing because I'm doing it on there, which is nice. nice. Star Wars skeleton crew is an ensemble cast, much like Goonies and ET. However, if there was an Elliot from ET or Mikey from Goonies, it would be a character named Wim. 
who I think is played by Ravi Cabot Conyers from Disney's Encanto. It, he seems to be the character that craves adventure and excitement and leads the bunch. So this is this guy's the uh, like he's the their like leader. If there was one, if there was a captain of the kids, it would be him. I hope that makes sense. Um, I I didn't go into a lot in the in, excuse me in the article, but um, you have uh, in the eighties you had these movies that were made by Amblin, which was Steven Spielberg's company, and I'm also going to use the word adjacent again, Amblin adjacent films. So you have like your your ET, you have your Goonies, you have your Monster Squad, you have your Explorers. Um, any 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 others I'm missing, Rob? You can think of top of your head. Um, you got Explorers, Monster Squad. Yeah. So. Um, technically Mac and Me, but we don't talk about that. Technically <laughs> Mac and Me. In a way, Sandlot doesn't have monsters, but it's too late. Kind of, too too, too late. Is a dog late. count? That's like nineties. It's like the Stand yeah. By Me count. It's pretty pretty fucking cl- not really, I mean, but, but, serious, but but yes, but, it, but yes, <laughs> because Stranger Things has a bit of that seriousness. Written yeah. In, so I feel. Yeah. yeah so I think Stand By Me counts. And, oh, okay. and uh, the Lost Boys. Okay. I count the Lost Boys. You count the Lost Boys. Okay. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically, what, what you. Yeah. What you have are children living in an adult world. The adult world is scary. The kids are not insulated in that adult world. And they're the ones who have to contend with it and overcome it. And throughout the process of that story, usually they they don't grow up, but they do mature. And but they are still they keep that essence uh, about themselves, you know, their 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 kid like, you know, nature. And uh, when you were a kid in the 80s, specifically watching those movies, they didn't talk down to you. They were adventures for you. It's before all of that Barney style parenting showed up. It was more no, like. No, 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 no. I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened. It's not Barney. It's okay. baby on board. Okay. Yeah, when fuck baby, baby on, on board. board. When the baby on board yeah. signs start to appear in station wagons, when everything goes downhill. Right. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. And, and to also contextualize it before baby on board, we were standing up in the front seats without, without um, seat belts on. We were just, it was just, you know what? When God pulls your card, God pulls your card. You know, that was like, oh, my favorite, Jason. My favorite was the station wagon that everyone was seatbelted, but the back seat, you could, it was free to not be seatbelted. You could just sit in the back. Yeah. Right. Facing. Yeah. There was, I don't know why that didn't need a seatbelt, but we somehow did the math on that and thought it was okay. They're like, you know what? Pintos are blowing up when they get in the back. Yeah. this, This one doesn't blow up. You're fine. But, um, uh, yeah, so anyways, though, um, that's why that generation of films, like, really connected with with, with the old guys on this podcast and, and with uh, the adults of the time, and why s- and some Stranger kids Things connect. S- still like I, them, and then, still and, like. yeah, stra- Stranger Things went and, and took that, that idea, and also, like, the VHS horror genre that was neglected post-Scream, I'd say Scream killed that, probably. And then we just moved into like, you know, like our straight slashers and saw kind of films after that. Um, yeah, Stranger Things went back and was like, no, that that genre of horror was great. And then that's why we enjoy Stranger Things so much. And they, they do a good job with it, obviously. The threat of real violence is the key here, though, Jason. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, when when there is no threat of real violence and it's just plucky kids having in, adventures, it, yeah. that's when you're in the Mac and Me territory. And, and like little and, monsters, remember that one yeah, with Fred Savage? <laughs> yeah, in, in in Goonies, like Mama Fratelli pulls out a switchblade and is like threatening to cut out Chunk's tongue, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like oh, that's my first, 
Flight of the Navigator does not count because it's one kid and there's no real threat of violence. Mm-hmm. And I'm I stand by it. I rewatched that the other day. Uh, that movie needed to take place before Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stand by that. It should have took place at the bicentennial in 1976 because it makes no sense that that kid gets on a spaceship and never once mentions the threat of Millennium Falcon or Lightspeed or anything else. It is. It yeah, is the only thing I ridiculous. would say is in that year, the years that it came out, Star Wars was looked at like, oh, it's dead. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm with it. You. Is irrelevant. That's what a kid <laughs> but, who had just seen Star Wars would have acted like if he had yeah. seen it one year after. Like, is you know, yeah. But but yeah yeah the the uh, I I would I would give uh, who said it Will who was asking yeah Will uh, I would say I would also use the word again Amblin adjacent but definitely not an Amblin one because it's not an ensemble cast it's really just just the one kid like like Rob was saying and um and be honest it's TV like there's a lot of heavy the, lifting there, there there's <laughs> kind of um well like like when you watch Peanuts all of the children talk to each other and they have their own community they make their own art they. They uh, run their own little so- society, and when the ch- when the adults talk, it's quack 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 kind of shit. It doesn't matter what they say, and it, it's not exactly like like a connection to Amblin on purpose. But I would say, like in some way, it kind of does inform like the the. I would say, especially the that. original Peanuts comic strip, yeah, very very much in that vein. It's yeah, we're all familiar with the MetLife Peanuts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right but the, that original 60s cartoon is more in line with the original comic and and that is proto amblin by by far oh yeah 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 it, it it i think that definitely influences like how we got there um anyways during the article on uh r slash star wars news all right i heard all of this back during production i'd say there's a one percent chance they mixed up uh the name with another character but i'm pretty sure i have i'm pretty sure that i i, I am correct and um uh, one little detail uh Bestman Bulletin released a great scoop this week about Neil. Neil is the Max Rebo kid. His mother is uh, Rebo McIntyre um, and the best bud of whim. I know they filmed the scene with the two sneaking at night with flashlights, not lightsabers, real flashlights shot like Spielberg's E.T. against the foggy night to get the ship in the forest. You can see some of that in the uh, leaked trailer if you, you know, if you are fortunate enough to see that. While Wim has a great Brian May hair and is ready to join Queen, Neil actually has hair that is parted perfectly to the side, much like the way Eric Cartman's hair is parted when he's playing the good boy to manipulate his mother in South Park. While Wim fits the hero mold, Neil is hilarious in his Oshkosh Bagosh overalls and straight-laced haircut, and I like the juxtaposition. So that is, uh, so so Wim is who we could start probably referring to as the leader of the Skeleton Crew kids, you know? Oh, okay. Uh, this is the Good. this is the most I've ever spent looking at a Reddit page. So congratulations, <laughs> Jason. Like, <laughs> no, um, one kid doesn't. Clo- yeah, Cloak Encounter once again. Dagger. Uh, uh, Lord, Lord of the Flies. So Lord of the Flies. See, like, there's like, no adults though. Yeah, Lord that's, of the Flies that's is the difference. Yeah, like, they're not they're not uh, also, authority. They have a lack of supervision. So that's sort of a different thing. Yeah, like it's kind of funny. Like when you when you watch um if you watch Goonies. And you watch Monster Squad, say mom. And same thing with uh, the mom from E.T. She ends up in like a lot of movies playing playing a, playing the mom after E.T., but like in those same kind of films, too, I think. Um, I wasn't prepared to talk about it about that, like as a genre today. So it's just like all, all off the top of our head. But yeah, if anybody in the chat thinks of better examples, let, let, let us know, because I find it fascinating. Lord of the Fights is the original Battle Royale, though. Let's, let's not kid. <laughs> True. 
God, did I ever tell you my uh my uh um battle royale uh story in 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 college for some reason? I'll never I can never explain this. It was like the first day of of this class, and the teacher wants to break the ice, and uh, the professor, I should say, and she she's like, "Oh, what's the last good movie you see? You've seen?" And I saw Battle Royale, <laughs> and uh, and, and no, she was cool. Like this, 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 this was this, a banned film at the time, folks. Right? This, um, this is the hot no, coffee mod days, right? No, <laughs> but for some reason, I cannot explain to this day. I said Battle Royale. I, I don't know why that came out. It just came out like that. <laughs> but anyway, and you had seen Pulp Fiction, so you know better. Oh, I, I knew better. Yeah, I knew better. Royale with cheese. So, anyways, and then we have we have this this little bit right here on props um, that I put up on our Star Wars news, and uh, you could watch uh, this video here. This is what I'm telling people. So everyone remembers how controversial the Vespa bikes were in the book of Boba Fett. The argument can certainly be made that they didn't fit the aesthetics and vibe of the story, but Star Wars Skeleton Crew takes it to a more appropriate place. In Star Wars Skeleton Crew, we do have bikes the cast will use throughout the series. Last year, the prop department made what amounts to popular BMX slash Huffy bikes from the 80s Adlin films. Jason, yeah, that's what they should name the Rebo Kid Huffy. Huffy, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe his name is Neil Huffy. We'll see. Yeah, Neil Huffy. That's his last name. I like <laughs> um, seen in the movies such as e Goonies and E.T. However, I'm told the BMX bike is contorted into a speeder bike shape to Star Wars it up. So in case I'm not being clear, like think of like that super deformed style that you see with like cutesy chibi kind of stuff. It's kind of like that. The, but, the greatest uh, of all those bikes was the Huffy Vortex. The Huffy Vortex, that was that was our bike. Uh, we loved it. The, um, the day I basically brought the DeLorean to school yeah. and every kid who hated me was jealous. <laughs> right? I know. The it one was... time my dad did right on Christmas. like. <laughs> yeah, I got mine from Best, a store called Best. Anyways, uh, you may recall my manservant, Bespin Bulletin, had a video of Wim on a rolling track last year shot at Cal State Dominguez Hills. From some things I have heard about the bikes and how they were shot, it most certainly was one of the bikes I'm describing. Um, the bikes are entirely like the ones we had in the 80s. The speeder bikes have baskets on them and streamers on the handlebars because that's how it's done. Based on the pictures of the prop I've seen, I think they look fantastic. And they, they got them right on like the Vespas. Um, based on the amount of bikes made for the filming, I assume the children load the bikes onto the ship and use them in other episodes after the opening story arc. So I don't think the bikes are just in the in the opening. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, will Jason any news from the Sean Levy movie from the Snyder Hot Mike? Uh, we'll talk about that stuff in just a minute. Um, but yeah, so so we're we're gonna we're gonna have these like like you know speeder bikes and stuff like that. Oh, and I'm not ignoring. Jason always ignores my comments because I pay him on Patreon now. No, 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 no. no. I not do. true. I do though. Not true. I do. I'm ignoring your comments because I have the actual web page open that I'm reading from. <laughs> that's yeah. the that's why. Yeah. But yeah. I do appreciate the uh, the uh, support to the and by the whole Skywalker Academy, you know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. No, hey. I, don't, I don't. But yeah. So, anyways, uh, so those are the uh, like like two two stories that that we have. Like I said, these are like adorable speeder bikes when you get down to it. But it's not it's not like. It's not bad. Like it's it's realistic. It's uh it's a good take on it and it's a good way of conforming 
the visual elements of the Amblin aesthetic into into like Star Wars. And uh, they they did they did a really good good job with that, and that's one of the the elements that I think is going to give the show a lot of personality. Now, my my fear of Skeleton Crew, and it's not necessarily a bad place to be, even if it, this is what it, what happens with it. But like that last Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie movies, uh, Mutant Mayhem, I love the characters in it. I love exactly the world that it lays out. I'm up for all new adventures in that world with those characters, with that take on the turtles. But I also don't think that was a very good turtle film in totality and that the script was like completely all there. Because it um, lacked the real violence, the threat. And the threat it, is the Foot Clan stuff. You take that out yeah. and then it's just plucky adventures. Right. And I'm like, well, we may as well be in the 80s cartoon where nothing of any substance ever happens. I mean, and I'm not saying it has to be yeah freaking you know ter- the first turtles movie has the threat of real violence you know like that's it so if you can't go as as if you can't go as dark as the first turtles movie you know yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to call that dark you know like you just you need a level of grounding it's the difference between ghostbusters one and two Ghostbusters one has those skeleton like zombie cab drivers in it where they're rotting and ghostbusters 2 is plucky slime in a toaster like it's mm-hmm. two different things you know yeah yeah I, and and I, I i agree with you i think that like you can you can do the plucky slime in the toaster but you do also need to bring the horror at the same time well, correct. like correct. like like in ghostbusters 1 you will have um that librarian ghost who turns from an old lady into like something out of a fucking nightmare and then you'll have Slimer in the same movie. It's fine. Like you could go with the, you could do with the the horror and the eccentricities of the of the environment. That's where Star Wars excels, but also where it fails sometimes. Right you know? when it when it, it you can do that when you put in the the Kershner, you know when mm-hmm. you go full prequel Lucas, you're just gonna end up with. I gotta tell you, Jason, I I stand by it. And no one's talking about this. Not Roka. Not Campion. Not Harloff. Not anyone. Not Santa. Who, who cares not what anyone they else. have to say? Huh? Who cares what well, any of those Hollywood <laughs> guys they basically have to say? Just repeat your shit. Like they all just letter. piss on me. They all, they all just shit on <laughs> me and act like they're better than me. No one's saying this now. <laughs> I'm saying it now. You all remember it. When the acolyte comes out, I'm loving to see what modern audiences think of that Nimodian accent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> everyone loves to clown on Jar Jar, but that Nimodian accent, Jason. You don't walk. I was telling my wife. I mean, we're, no, we're it's, it's already been solved, Apple. Rob. By the way, in Revenge of the Sith, they got rid of the Asian accents on them. They just yeah, became. Yeah, but this takes before. Magnetize, so magnetize. That, that, that moves forward. You got to go backward. That means you got to start with this. So <laughs> you got to be, got to be consistent, Jason. According to all these stupid Star Wars fans, uh, I was telling my wife. I'm like, so who comes up with that? Because there's no way, even in 1998 or whatever, some voice actor walks into. Uh, that little booth that Lucas, you know, rented for five bucks, mm-hmm. um, according to Senovich or whatever his name is, or Senovich for rats, blah, 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 blah. Uh, right. No one walks in there doing that, right? No one goes, no one goes, that's my take. Or do they? Like, like, like yeah. And is everyone uncomfortable? But Luca goes, "Oh yeah, that, 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 that's a very uh, Tojo. I like it." You know, like, no, don't let him do it. Don't, don't let him do it. But no Dude. one can talk him out of it. All right, all right, Rob. Are we gonna let the movie Rad be an Amblin film by by our own? Metric? No, they're too old. They're too too old. Australian. Same. 
Same with uh, Iron Eagle. Doug Masters is too old. Mm -hmm. If you were five okay. years younger, you could get that territory, but he's he's too old. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I yeah. think Iron Eagle gets the closest, but he's too old. So, all right. So we have we have we have an article up here on from Bestman Bulletin on Friday. He was he, he was like he was ready why? to go do the show, and I was just like, why? I already did the show. <laughs> I, I forced the hot mic to credit him. <laughs> Cost me ten bucks. Yeah. But, you, oh, well. Next time, just give me the ten bucks and say, and I'll just be like, okay, to, I, I feel okay. To I'll be fair, ten bucks. Yeah. to be fair, I upped my three dollars to five dollars on Bespin, even though I get nothing really <laughs> back for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, just attitude, right? It's kind of moody, right? Well, you know, <laughs> doesn't like jam. What can I do? What can I say? Hey. <laughs> it's not jamming is jam. You know, you know, I don't know. The guy doesn't like barbecue sauce, so I'm just convinced that the UK doesn't know how to make barbecue sauce at this point, because that sounds like the most un-American thing. I feel like we're all Americans the... in our heart. Have you ever eaten mushy peas? They don't know how to make, <laughs> make vegetables either, Jason. Like, like... Oh, man. I know the <laughs> they, water they know how to fry things. That they're good at that. They're good at frying <laughs> things. Okay, so here's the article from Bestman Bulletin: The Mandalorian season four reportedly being turned into a movie. Next Star Wars film to be released. Jeff Snyder of the Hot Mic has taken to his podcast to share an update on the next Star Wars movie, which might come as a shock to some readers, but not to all who have been following this site in recent months. And you can follow him on Patreon and Coffee if you want to help him out, which you should if you have the means. Uh, before delving into what has been heard, Snyder shared the latest episode of the podcast, The Hot Mic, which he co-hosts with John Roca that things in the film industry have changed, including plans to the Writers Guild of America strike and SAG-AFTRA strike. <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting this tickle on my throat. And that it's in particular has impacted Star Wars. Pre-strike, Snyder reported that the Daisy Ridley-led untitled Star Wars movie was set to be the next Star Wars film to be released and that Lucasfilm were eyeing an April 2024 start. Snyder, as well as the Hollywood trades and various insiders, all pointed towards the Ridley film being the first Star Wars movie to be released since 2019's The Rise of Skywalker. That is what I have been hearing myself. However, Snyder is now hearing that the Ridley-led New Jedi Order movie is seemingly no longer the next Star Wars film looking to release in theaters. He says, I think we've all been operating under the impression that the Daisy Ridley movie was going to be the next Star Wars movie. I know I certainly was. They announced like three movies and it was like, okay, the Daisy Ridley one is the furthest along, I think. It has a director and all that. Anyways, it doesn't sound like that. Maybe the next one. And that was Jeff Snyder's quote. The news that the Ridley film may come as a surprise, given that just recently the film's lead, Daisy Ridley herself, shared that she believes her Star Wars film, set to be directed by Sharmina Bechanoi, was set to be the next Star Wars movie released in theaters. The next Star Wars movie slated to be released in May, is on May 22nd, 2026. However, Snyder is now hearing from his Disney source that this is no longer the case and went on to share that the next Star Wars film to be released will actually be the fourth season of The Mandalorian, which is now taking shape as a movie instead of a TV uh, show. Snyder said, a couple of months ago, I shot this one down. Yeah, you shouldn't have. You, you debunked me for no reason. Um, that there were rumors that season four of The Mandalorian would be turned into a movie. I think at the time, I didn't think that was necessarily the case. However, that is now what I'm starting to hear. So, yeah, welcome aboard. Um, 
that the odds are in the project's favor. I spelled favor wrong. That's that. We're, we're Americans over here. Come on, man. Here we go. USA today. Whatever the whatever the season four of the Mandalorian turns out to be, whoever it is in it, whatever it turns out, whatever shape it takes, it looks like it's going to be the next Star Wars movie, and that might be the thing that's announced before the end of the year. Jeff Snyder. Bespin goes on to write. You may be thinking that this Mando season four turning into a movie rumor sounds familiar. That's because it is. In July, five months ago, Making Star Wars reported that Lucasfilm and Disney were considering turning the fourth season of The Mandalorian into a feature film and that the executives quite liked the idea. MSW stressed that this was simply an option that Disney were considering and was dependent on how significant of an impact the strike had on The Mandalorian Season 4's production and other Star Wars productions. The five-month report lines up perfectly with what Snyder is reporting today, though no credit was given to making Star Wars during the hot mic initially, but was done so once a viewer and co-host of the Making Star Wars show Sketchcraft <laughs> sent in a super chat to the show to credit MSW. <laughs> I like that. I got <laughs> Yeah, you, you know Bestman, you know Bestman, I I like that. Like thank mm-hmm. you. I like that. One. I got No, is that the first time anyone's ever reported on a super jet? <laughs> hey, you made it. I think so, right? I think we just made internet history. <laughs> <laughs> The Hot Mike's conversation moved on to the Mando's leading man, Pedro Pascal, would be available to star in the film given his commitment to Fantastic Four and The Last of Us Season 2, both of which begin filming early next year in Weapons, a movie he shoots later in 2024. John Rocha stressed his concerns about the supporting cast not having enough of a draw at the box office, including Katie Sackhoff and Rosario Dawson, but Snyder seemed baffled as to how Pascal could be available for the film, something I've been saying for quite some time. But once again, though, with Pedro Pascal being able to go and then show up for a couple of days for his helmetless scenes is not fucking out of the realm of possibility. But but I'm going to share my I'm going to tell you guys what I think, because I reported on this five months ago and now I'm five months out from that story. OK, yeah, Star so Wars Snyder, has never been about drawing for actors in the film. It's, it's always it's always used to the older venerable it, characters to it, elevate the cast for box office stuff. That's the biggest that's classical. In my about. opinion, the biggest. I, I know he's not my generation, so I guess my uncles would say Peter Cushing was the biggest, but no, 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 no. For my money, the biggest actor they've ever had for for who was on fire at the time when that movie came out was Sam Jackson, and that was squandered yeah. and not even really in the movie. So it doesn't. Well, no one was well, going to the Phantom Menace because Sam Jackson wasn't. To be Peter, Peter they were cool, but they were going to Phantom Menace no matter what it was. But right. for um um. Peter Cushing and Sam Jackson weren't box office draws. I mean, sorry, Peter Cushing and Alec Guinness weren't box office draws by the time that they were in Star Wars either. They were, their career was, they were supporting characters. They weren't leading men in, at all anymore. Right, right. So, so it's completely, like I said, it's, um, I would actually say the biggest uh, star at the time that we had seen in Star Wars up to that point was actually Liam Neeson. I'm talking about like a, like a lead Bill. He had no heat at the and, time. But the heat was well, well, he was. Sam no, Jackson just came off Paul, came off Jackie Brown and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and he just came off Schindler's List when he was started filming. Fantasy no, Fantasy. Schindler's List was was seven years before, dude. It no, it came out what ninety five. Schindler's List was nine. No, it came Schindler's List came out the same year as Jurassic Park, man. It did. It was only that early. I, mean, I didn't know. Greece, I know that, that came six out. Six years. Yeah, that was six years, dude. No, it was way. Rob Roy was newer. Yeah, it was ninety three. It was <laughs> Rob Roy was newer. Dude. Yeah, Rob Roy, the the Cinemax <laughs> Braveheart, dude. You know, but 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 anyways, <laughs> my my, movie, but... my my point still stands though. When what I'm trying to make is when he filmed Star Wars in 1997 and he was cast in the in early 97. He was a leading man 
in films. Rob Roy. There were there were other. He was he he was he got. Did he get the Oscar for Schindler's List? I don't know. Yeah, he got did. The yeah, he got the Oscar for Schindler. Like when that guy was cast, he was a he was a movie star. Now, but, what he did after Sam that, Jackson got the Oscar for Pulp Fiction as well. Yeah, but 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 he was never he wasn't billed like I don't think Sam Jackson was like on the poster for the Phantom Menace. You're forgetting he how paid. everyone that 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 Pulp Fiction jewels right. was everywhere even at that time dude that but was, i'm talking so, no oh one, yeah i know no no I, I know, no the mtv awards weren't doing spoofs on schindler's list all right like right like, like, but but somebody being in a film and somebody being top billed is just two different things and that that's the point i'm trying i'm trying to make is that like yeah could you could you see a sam jackson pop up in that movie yes but um and classically it's changed now you didn't make 40 year olds do your leads in star wars this is a, a yeah. disney thing that that they have done Rob like Roy's a better that. movie than, than Braveheart, but the score to Braveheart is better than Rob Roy's score. So. All right, that's fair. Yeah. But anyways, he goes on to say, uh, I don't know how you get him Pedro on camera if this movie winds up being given his schedule for the next four to six months. Maybe it's another person in the suit and he comes in and does voiceover. I don't know. That's exactly what they would do. I mean, when you get down to it, the, the amount of times that the helmet comes off and what those moments are amounts to a few days of shooting it's not like they can't get him away on a weekend and do it they, they could definitely do it and several times if they need to i think no jason <coughs> we got james earl jones in that suit in rogue one when i was shooting that scene i personally drove james earl jones down and just shoved him in the suit we just pushed him up on set and stuff and it was that's why everyone was running because they was just afraid he was gonna fall over and kill himself but he was <laughs> yeah we put we had that actual hallway jason is actually a bounce house People don't know that. Like, it's inflatable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could jump. Felonius Fel D's whole bedroom is a bounce house. Um, the conversation <laughs> between the hot mic host that then shifted between the idea of the Mandalorian season four becoming a movie, not seemingly like a billion dollar film idea. But Snyder added that he thinks Lucasfilm are anxious to get <laughs> a on. movie. Hold on. I, I, <laughs> this, like, I, I actually, I really like Roka and, and Snyder, and I, I, I appreciate that show, even if they never talked about Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But the <laughs> fact that any one of them mentioned a billion dollar film idea, right? Like, yeah, no one in the history of fucking planet Earth has a billion dollar film idea because ideas don't make a billion dollars. All right, like, all right, mm. all right. Check it out. <laughs> Anya, Anya Taylor Joy steps out of a time machine. And she's in front of 25-year-old um, um, Sam from Who's the Boss. They kiss. Million dollars. Right there. Million dollars. We're talking about a billion dollars. Billion I mean, dollars. Avatar was even billion. written in 95. Rob, a, a Rob it's a trillion-dollar idea I just had well, right with, now. With inflation, it's going to need to be a billion dollars. It's going to be <laughs> shit in another year. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I yeah, I I I don't know how Star Wars gets back to um back to a billion dollars right excitement. now. They just need excitement. They need people well, to be excited. That that's it. And that that this this comes back to the conversation we had last time. Had the whole mm -hmm. internet. I, I figured as much. We get a lot of heat. That's why I said it. Um, I had yeah. my comments about John Williams scoring Star Wars films. You know, we have people go in the comments. Rob, I'm a professional musician. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, look. Say what you want about motifs and all this fucking music theory bullshit. 
I'm talking about excitement. I'm not talking about whether you can hum the theme. I'm not talking about it needs well, to You be actually were something. to that guy. Huh? You you get you got no, I was I, about to, to comment. To the I was bad like, guys need a good hummable theme. Yeah, it's fucking John Williams doing the bad guys. You better you better have something that's on the level of fucking <laughs> Imperial March and Duel of the Fates. Uh yeah. otherwise why are they the bad guys? Well, that all yeah. being said, but but something being hummable energy. does not mean something is good either. Huh? For the, for the, for the, uh, I mean, something being hummable is it just yeah, means but that my point, usually something day, that isn't hummable no, just has dissonant, okay, see, don't drawn get, out don't notes. Get hyperbolic. The I'm point not. I was making is it needs to have energy, and I fall asleep listening to this man's music because he's falling asleep mm-hmm. making it. That's it, you know, mm-hmm. like like. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he, no, I, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm with your 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 deeper point. Uh, Williams is done. Williams is done. Williams has done what he's going to do. Williams is not going to offer anything. Oh, other I love than reading the comments. It doesn't upset worst. me. I, I get to talk about. Give me a break for another hour. Like, <laughs> so like, <laughs> but I'm not yeah. gonna have like I'm not gonna have like long diatribes. I just have fun comments. It's fun for me. Uh, but that's the thing. This movie just needs energy. Like that's all it needs, man. And, and if it has energy, that's a win because everyone's gonna be excited to see it. And I don't want to hear anything about how like folks are like. I can't imagine this working. Like when they say, I can't imagine a Ray war- movie working. Hey man, no one could imagine a freaking Barbie movie working before the shit came out. When you see if the trailer, anything I look, know is that star Wars fans can't imagine very much. Usually, and look, unfortunately, even, even, even Marvel fans can't because for the last year, go type in echo trailer into YouTube and you're going to see like all this love. And then it's going to say five months ago and all this hate, like a year worth of hate. Right. And what changed? What magically changed, Jason? One trailer people liked. That's it. Yeah. That's well, how no, it no. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you that it, what they showed of Echo at D23 and what they showed in that trailer were not the same thing at all. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. The, the converse, so he talks about the billion dollar idea, but Snyder added that he thinks Lucasfilm are anxious to get a movie out into theaters and that this is the quickest way given the the world building that's gone into this no period shit. with multiple seasons of The Mandalorian. <laughs> You as must well watch our as, show, Jason. <laughs> as well as spinoffs such as the Book of Boba Fett and, and, and Ahsoka. Now, now here's here's a key thing that is missing from this this version of this rumor. Is I was when I was hearing this, it was that there wasn't going to be enough time to get the Mandalorian's next season and the Ahsoka set up into a movie, and that it those were going to probably somehow be what they did in that movie because it's going to end up being a trilogy is the plan um that said i don't uh well i'll talk about that in a second snyder added that perhaps expectation of this release isn't to make a billion dollars but just to start the ball rolling in regards to finally getting star wars films back in theaters with a more modest budget and goal which i would agree with that with that take um that's been my take for two years now jason (laughs) grow it don't show it, right? Wow, wow, Jeff. Jeff, you just you, you out there. Hey, Jeff, if you're listening right now, it's okay, buddy. You you should have Felonius on the hot mic. He'd be happy uh, to come on. I'm <laughs> sure that whole audience up. <laughs> uh, just just fucking just fucking take it. And when you say it, it means something more than when I say it or he says it. So just do it like that. But I'm sure a question many Roka, readers have. Roka Roka even took our Spreezy Head's great hair bit, Jason. That's our bit. Like, I've been. Well, he does talking, have great I've hair. I've been gushing about. I know, but I make a big <laughs> thing out of it, Jason. Yeah, right? like, that's true. <laughs> I just like watching Roka. Wow, look at that! Damn yeah. hair. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure uh, a question many readers have, as I have it myself, is that the film is going to act as the Mandalorian crossover event film that was was ancient 
at Star Wars Cel Celebration back in April that was to be directed by Dave Filoni, or is it something else? Like, like I said, I, I, I've known what the answer to that. I don't know. It's Snyder didn't have the answer either. I, and I, I've had the answer. Is that it, it wouldn't be the film that, that Filoni was initially going to make, but rather a consolidation of the content that was going to make, that was going to be in those, those shows that would then set up his film. All killer, but, no but killer. I personally don't know. I, I think if that path was to be taken, it would mean those seasons would be, would be moved out and need to be redone. Somehow, I don't see how those seasons, the the the, the season concepts survive of those shows. But I'm also well, a, if you listen Disney to the show, in a different place right now. Um, I'm I'm curious <clears throat> to see Jason. Remember, Pixar was making a uh, a TV series like a Bad News Bears kind of thing, right, with a girls' baseball team. Right. And I've been really looking forward to this, and I haven't heard nothing. And now I'm wondering if that'll even come out with the way they're retooling Disney Plus right now. You know, well, like, I wonder. Well, the the uh, the uh, whole thing that I've been saying, and I've been saying this with with good reason, I believe, is that if this Filoni movie takes off, they're not going back to like TV. They're going to be making right. Star Wars films for quite a while, or or they'll leave the TV to be one thing, like the Acolyte or something like Skeleton, and then that stuff will what? eventually make it onto a movie, and then they'll do a new that. Which is like I well, just think they should have one, maybe two shows on Disney Plus at all. That's just a I've heard form the series, the, uh, you know? the uh, plan is is for acolyte if it connects to to take over the disney plus shows instead of the mando verse you could call it the acolyte verse whatever the fucking dumb thing you guys want to call it and um they'll they'll be doing that stuff it will be acolyte in the spinoffs because remember acolyte is about a rogue ex-padawan who is investigating crimes and the and uh the, the sith <laughs> Um, but that's not that's not a show about Jedi Knights doing Jedi Knight shit. Like like that's I just on... love when you say it. No, I just love when you yeah. pitch it, Jason. I just love it's Thank about you. a rogue Padawan who uh, solves crimes and goes rogue. And uh, this is what I pitched to uh, ABC in 1997, and uh, they wouldn't do it. They didn't have the vision. They wouldn't do it. They and they said, "What what the fuck's a Padawan?" And I had to make a whole movie explaining that. Yeah. 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 You started screaming at them, the Wookiee doesn't have pants because I don't want it to have pants. And it was weird. But it was like you had this bent up rage about something from the yeah. past. Uh, yeah. Did John Knoll tell you that story? He, uh, Everybody told go me that story, George. Home. Everybody told me that story. <laughs> but um, no, no, is that like, like they're, yeah, people need to realize that it, um, they're being more careful. And in being more careful, that means less risk. It means less skeleton crew definitely would not be made today. Skeleton crew wouldn't get a shot. So hopefully skeleton crew is good. Mm. It really does connect because, but stuff like that, it ain't going to be on the, on the uh, table in the next couple of years. It's only going to be the, the surefire ideas, you know, there's no ones. such thing as a surefire. Well, yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. I wish, okay. I wish like when I say, take the easy, I said, take the easy way and give people a movie that they all, they're all behind these characters. Now, as everyone behind these characters for the Mando film, at this point, no, they they burnt a little bit of that goodwill. So, but well, an amazing trailer, everyone will forget, Jason. Everyone right. will forget, you know. But like, but there's there's a difference between uh for Star Wars, a surefire idea is Jedi Knights with lightsabers doing Jedi stuff. Okay? Like that right there is easy to sell. Amazing fights, um, but Jedi stuff ten, where they walk investing librarians, you know, like investigating like, like 10-year-olds fighting pirates. Art or sell, yeah, not a surefire idea. I'm not on that at idea all, right now. You know, you know like, <laughs> so, 
Uh, it's I, the style of the hut that worries me about the skeleton crew, Jason. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not the premise. It's not the idea. It's not the people making it. It's the fact but, that that Sal of the Hut is in that thing. And I just. Uh, no, he's not. He's dead. He's not in it. Uh, you keep saying yeah, it. But the pirates he's from dead. That, that. I hate that little. The other pirate looks alien. good. Uh, the him. other one, Vaughn. I, I don't remember what don't his like name his was. I don't like his tone. I don't like him. Yeah, he, he's like in him. it. He He's in it. And like and he's yeah, but um, but anyways, back to the uh to the uh, the uh, thing with that the thing, I heard that five months ago. My sources aren't fucking a joke. My source isn't like you know some fucking trickling out shit. I'm not you know, I'm not what's his name over at that one website that's like oh uh, anchorheads in it scoop you know, um, <laughs> I, I don't do that shit. Okay, I my my. My, my, my sources are fucking good. I don't need to prove that at this point. And, um, but here's the whole thing is I heard that five months ago that it was on the table and it was a pet, it was a pet, um, idea by, I don't want to make the, the story sexier than, than it is. Cause it's not that sexy, but there were executives who wanted some, some things to happen and some that wanted to stay the course. And I think that that idea was probably by the executives who wanted to change the path. And um, I don't think it's happening. And in my opinion, everything that you've heard in the last two months, everything you've heard post-strike has been incorrect. That is my that was my opinion. I'm not debunking anybody. I'm not calling anybody straight out wrong. But... Um, did Stephen Knight turn in a, a a draft? I've heard he did not. But is it gonna is the movie gonna film in April? I highly fucking doubt it, based off of what I'm hearing from from people that would be on it and around it. And um, it's not that hot. And that that is the one thing that I think works in the story's favor the most right now is how not hot it is, considering that we are we're encroaching on January. And if they're going to start doing stuff in April, for instance, it would it would be right. about now? <clears throat> and and we're not really. Uh, not, it the, doesn't mean that I'm. It doesn't mean I'm. It's like because I haven't heard it doesn't mean it's not happening. Obviously, but uh, but I don't have anything, and that's what's kind of making me think that it would. If it's if anything starts in April, it's going to be builds uh, for the stuff, and I think the filming's going to be in the summer. Like just based off of everything as it is right now, I would bet on it being in the in the, in the summer, and I don't think the Mandalorian um, is the next film. I do think it's the Ray film. Yeah, but, well, it sounds to me like they're making the Ray film the same way they made those prequel, the sequel movies, and it's like off the seat of their pants. And I just, just I don't know, well, man. Like I get, I get that was done, you know, in the past, but I, I, I just feel like but, that but, was. That was Re- a luck issue. I mean, it's luck. It's luck. You can't, it's hard to recreate luck. Look, it okay. wasn't hard essentially to make American graffiti. He couldn't recapture it with American graffiti too. You know, but but we all. can't. Okay, but here's here's the thing: is we can't evaluate the present based off of the soundbite nature of the discourse of the film bros because the film bros. How, I'm not. Don't I'm know. Not don't. Okay. Okay. But here's the whole thing: is the Force Awakens was the first one written. It's written. They they wrote the script. They did it. And then Ryan said, okay, and here's what we're gonna do to get us to the to the end game. And they all agreed on it. 
two-thirds of the sequel trilogy is planned out. Two-thirds of the sequel trilogy it went according to plan. The last third didn't because J.J. Abrams had a fucking brain fart, said, let's get the Batman versus Superman guy and let's do this shit in six months. And it's not how it's done. And he dropped the ball. He couldn't do it. And now it's like two films have egg on its face because of that third bad film. Like, is that's really what 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 happened there. Um, they they It's been over three years of pre-production on this Ray film now. So until we know what Stephen Knight, did Stephen Knight start from scratch? Did he throw out everything? Did they allow him to? Or did he build upon the bones of what existed? I'm of the opinion he's building on the bones of what existed. So it's not as bad as it can sound. It's not as bad as they are going to make it sound. They're definitely, the internet discourse is going to make it sound like that. And I don't know if it if it is. But the one, the one thing where it is that, in my opinion is the fact that they are not committed to doing several films, only if the first one is successful. So that means to me that they're not gonna be as willing to make concessions for sequel ideas in the main narrative, which is probably better for the, for that film. But I don't know. I mean, I, 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 am, I am with you in the sense that it like, it it definitely sounds like things are still fluid behind the scenes, and that's not really what we want, is it? If that's if that's in fact accurate, like I said, I heard this was on the table five months ago during the strike. Um, I think it, all that it to me that this amounts to, for me personally, doesn't mean for you guys, but for me, is it's just a validation that what I heard was publicly validated i don't need it privately validated my sources are fucking stellar i'm good i don't need that but in terms of that yeah it's nice to have it publicly validated but it's also weird to have it publicly val validated by the person who invalidated it and then co-opted and then forgets who said it it's a bit fucking lazy especially if it's your scoop du jour fucking google it takes one second yeah but the thing jason is changing the whole crew around the the director the writer and everything says to me that they don't know the film they're making they have a film they still want to make and it's not there yet so again we're still right back I, into the I, same I, place we i left know what Star happens Wars, which is no. rise of skywalker rise of skywalker is right where we're, we're right back in that territory and you could say no. hey no man Right, Skywalker comes out today. It don't make nine hundred million. I'm telling you right now. I'm not. I'm not arguing in that. that spot. You you, you made know? like three points, and I'm on the first one. <laughs> the, yeah, I know, but I let you the, speak, uh, and I'm going right back on the first one. Like I'm. I know, I'm but, but about, we know. But that's not what happened, Rob. But I know. I know what happened, and I'm telling you, that's not what's happened here. They they got rid of of Homeboy because of the controversy that was that was coming. They didn't know how big it was going to be. Well, then they don't and, really need a new script. They and, just need home. And, they just need the new guy to, to write enough well, new in it to get a, a WGA let, credit, right? Let me get there though. And and then the other thing is, is that it there were changes that they wanted to, to, uh, made to it that were pet ideas. And in terms of those pet ideas, getting a writer to leave those ideas behind is is harder than just getting a new writer to come in and do what you want. I understand that. I understand and and that's and that's why that that's why that happened and that's also why I think that he doesn't have bad blood with them and it's also why I think that he wants to come back and it's why I and honestly expecting him to be the executive producer of the movie still. Whatever that means these days. Well, no, 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 no. It's I'm a not good talking, will, no, it's no, a good faith no, issue. No, no, it's not a good no, no. 
he does not he does not Ewan McGregor it. He doesn't go and get a vanity credit. This is a real producer that he will. I I, I am saying I think he will be on the set producing. Well, that's on Lucasfilm to share the making of this, so we know. But they don't Mm -hmm. share the making of any of this stuff. Oh no, I I will know. know. I will be able to tell you if he's there or not. Yeah, I mean that's why I know who all of the all of the writers. That's that's the reason why you you know that Christopher McQuarrie was the writer of Rogue One because he was the on set writer. (laughs) You're gonna anger him. Yeah, he was on set. He was the on set writer of Rogue One when when changes needed to be made for for a part of that production. But that uh, um but anyways, like right now I I you know I want to see McQuarrie and Gareth Edwards team up for real, dude. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like if there was a if there was a way they do another Mission Impossible set in the future, and McQuarrie ain't directing, get Gareth Edwards on, or just do a Star Wars with those two. That, that's that that's the thing that would excite me the most. Those two working together. But I will say, if I were Gareth, if I were anybody, if you get in there and you make a Star Wars thing and it's good, get the fuck out and never go back. Never ever go back. Take take the win for life. And just fucking sit on the accolades for the rest of your life. You if you go back, you will fuck it up, I, and you will return. You will eventually get to Return of the Jedi, and then you will eventually get to the Phantom Menace, and they will no. turn on you. It's the way it goes. No. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. No. For sure. No. Don't don't do it. Fucking get no. out there, be a legend, and get the fuck out. If 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 Abrams had fucking done The Force Awakens and never done anything else. He would be the gold standard for Star Wars directors and what everyone should be aspiring to in terms of the uh, discourse. Instead, he's the fucking guy who came in and stayed at the party too long. That's what I think, anyways. That that would that would be my advice. If you hit the home yeah. run, grand slam it, get the fuck out. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what I would do. But yeah, like like you know, obviously. We, I, I, I don't know. Would, it is would, the best Star Wars man. Is it, is it, is it safe to say we are, we are anti auteur theory on this show? Because I am definitely not buying into the myth of it. Auteur, my, my stance on auteur theory is, you can get a really good win, but to replicate that gets harder and harder the more yeah. you you move outward. Like Alan Moore can write the Watchmen, but can't do it twice. Yeah. You know, same with Frank Miller made the Dark Knight Returns, can't do it twice. Well, it gets hard. You got to have more and more people on board to help you get there, because it just becomes more. Co- and people also expect a uh, a more improved situation. So look, Avatar. Look, these 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 movies coming out. They're really all tied together in some storyline that takes place over twenty years. I think, as I understand it, twenty to thirty mm-hmm. years. The, the, the people really age, in, in, you know, right. in these films. They will. You'll see. But um. But in order to do that, Homeboy got the the showrunner from the Sarah Connor, Connor Chronicles, the only good Terminator. It's not Terminator, but it's good for what it was, you know. Like I like everybody but else. John Connor in that show when I watched it. I, I know, but <laughs> no one liked John Connor when we were kids either, Jason. You what? I loved Edward Furlong. I had the same haircut. <laughs> Nobody liked Edward. Started shaving so, underneath. Started shaving that long with shaving under, underneath because so of you had five Furlong. different writers on that, you know, and yeah. And so I just think like it, it gets more. If you're going to improve, you need more of a crew. Look, uh, there's mm-hmm. a podcast I listen to called uh, Writers Blockbusters. 
right? It's mm-hmm. a podcast. It's three guys. One's a screenwriter, does a lot of those Nickelodeon Goonie style horror movies for kids and stuff. The okay. other one's uh, Jimmy George. He does uh, script uh, fixing and, and like helping, right? Professionally, it's what he does. And okay. the third guy, just Bob, he just does the podcast, right? <laughs> like he's the fan. Right. He's like us. He's us. And okay. um, they just did It's a Wonderful Life. Now, oh, the okay. two screenwriters, they've never watched this movie. They only know of it as the third act, as we understand it. The, the angel comes back and blah, blah, blah. They don't know there's this whole other movie about banking and the financial crisis and the mortgage situation and the depression, all that stuff happening before then, right? With mm-hmm. the relationship. They didn't know about any of that stuff, which, by the way, they also came to appreciate the Phantom Menace more. Like, I guess banking does can be interesting. <laughs> so great revelation for them. But yeah. uh, that movie, my point was that movie had seven writers, right? You know, it's a wonderful life had seven writers, even though it was already based. It was a book. People don't know that. And the I book think, was just the third act, by the way. Like, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think like Lethal Weapon. Every single time there was a sequel, it got like another writer. I, I think that's how it went. Like by the time you get to like Lethal Weapon yeah. Five, there's five writers on it. It's like, yeah. Now that that can be good or bad, I think yeah. what it comes down to at the end of the day is. Are you trying to fulfill? Is there a clear vision and it's hard to get to, or is there no vision and you're just hoping someone can come in? Someone and save the brings production? it to you. Yeah, that's because I look at the Matrix Awakens and I'm like, <laughs> no fucking vision for here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't care one yeah. person wrote this shit or not. Like, it was ridiculous. So like, yeah, you know. However, I think the vision was clear even on Knives Out too. You know, like I I may not love the island, but it's still a solid movie. You can't not watch that, and not be entertained. You know, like it's so that's just really where it comes down to. And so far, I mean, Jason, I know I have I just we haven't we've seen very little, but mm-hmm. I've yet to get the sense that there's a clear vision for this moving forward. This is just one option and a bucket of five options, and they want to see which one will play. And I I think right now people are confused enough with the Marvel shit that adding multiple storylines with different characters as Star Wars films and not having one storyline that goes across Star Wars films is going to be a big fundamental mistake. I just mm-hmm. think people are going to be con- they're not up for it right now. Like it's not the zeitgeist. And well, if they if we'll they see. don't yeah, I I don't have a lot of sympathy for the Star Wars runners who do absolutely nothing and have no answer to how to solve people not being confused uh, at at a, at a glance. And I feel like the, the well, they the just either go with they either just go with the idea that oh well the confused dummies are confused who cares about them but it's like no this is your job you should solve this but it's also excitement when you saw one something if you love it the next time you go to the theater oh it's not that oh by the way it's not even not that this is a different timeline so you mm-hmm. can't even like it, it's just. It's just a but flawed what, idea to me. What what you know? you're saying right now is exactly why we don't have an old republic story. Whenever people go, why don't they make the old republic? Well, that Knights of the Old Republic. That's exactly why. That's exactly one hundred percent why. TV show. That you know? should be a TV show. Well, it, it, that's why. That's why the acolyte. That's why the acolyte yeah. is basically that. Yeah. yeah. It you can't do a not... hundred hours with a story in three films, dude. I mean, look look at the Lord of the Rings. Even that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's great for well, you know they watch but... they watch dishes in the Hobbit and that felt. But look, okay, here's a better example. Mm-hmm. It took Harry Potter like eight films, you know, yeah. they had to break the last one up in two parts to do that simple story. Right. And here we're like, no, we'll do the whole thing in three. Like it's not gonna work anymore. 
You know? Oh yeah, For, since 2013, I've been saying the trilogy concept is dead. Don't use it anymore. Stop living by it. It, it was a great marketable thing in the 80s. And it, it was just, it was like the patience for sequels was at about two. So you could get out three movies out of something. And after that, you were going way too far. Rocky became a joke by Rocky Four, And like, but now the film industry has changed. We are all have sequel-itis and it's a different world. So make it as many movies as the consumers want to, to buy from you. In it's, some it's ways, easy. because I'm older, it reminds me of when Image Comics first started up. Okay. The, the company Image Comics in 92. And Rob Liefeld had this book called Youngblood. First book mm -hmm. up the thing, right? Celebrity superheroes. Yeah. Never we, really. Me, me, and, me and Rob follow each other on um on a Twitter. We're like really. Oh, I like, deleted cool. my Twitter. So. And um, <laughs> yeah. How about you? Does, does he follow you on Twitter? No, I got blocked, but I deleted my Twitter. Fucking so <laughs> around with you. I just wanted to bring that up because yeah. he, he yeah, did on Paul. Paul. He went on Paul's show, and Paul was like critical of him, and he and he got he got in the ban list. <laughs> here's here's the thing. I did a whole show with Paul about the Star Wars manga. I've, like two months ago, I still won't post it because I'm like, yeah, you fixed the Rob Liefeld thing first, and I'll post the show. <laughs> so I waste. I, you waste my time. I waste your time. Oh, so no, it wasn't my Paul. plan when we did it, but I thought about it after. I'm like, yeah, I'll just sit on this. So, um, who cares? but um. <laughs> Here's about two old guys talking about Star Wars manga. So, yeah. anyways, but what I was trying to say about the Image Comics thing is he launched this book. Right. And then he launched Brigade, and then he launched, like, he just kept launching new characters. And he mm -hmm. wasn't really sticking with the book, you know? Yeah. So, it was like, he kept chasing after all these new characters. And he talks about this on his own podcast. Well, I love making new characters. Like, yeah, but people want you to do something with the ones you got. And Marvel's doing that right now. They keep launching all these characters, but they don't do anything with them. Mm -hmm. And so... I feel the same way about Star Wars. If you just keep launching character bits and you're not doing anything with the ones you got, then you can't expect anyone to give a shit about it, this right. stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's the, uh, the whole problem that I think Marvel um, essentially has for me as well right now. Like when I see the, the movies that they've been doing and the characters that they've been doing, I'm like, yeah, but are these going to stick? Do I, do I want to get invested in something that isn't going to go anywhere? You know, and then I'm like, that's where I feel like, yeah, you know what you need? You need your Hulk and your Iron Man and your Captain America and your your, your mainstays. And, um, you know, maybe experiment while using those other mainstays at the same time. But when you go all a whole new generation of heroes, it's, I just fucking don't want it. I just don't want to get involved. And I'm um, sure Star Wars people are like that about Star Wars as well. I'm not, I mean, with Star Wars, I would be happy with that, actually. But I don't think that that's how you sell Star Wars at a Imagine if we level. got Ghostbusters, but then the next movie was Egon, and then the next mm -hmm. movie was Slimer. You mm -hmm. you start to it starts to dilute everything really quickly. Yeah, you know. I do want a movie about where, where Jack Black um, dies and he becomes Slimer at the end, though. I would watch that movie. <laughs> he should be Evo Shandor. That was the original <laughs> Max Landis script. That Evo Shandor was the original Slimer. Is the whole uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, it went nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but anyways, so so to 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 be to be clear, um, skeleton crew. I've heard it scales younger, like I said, but I don't know if it's good. Don't know if it's bad. I have no idea. I haven't seen it. Um, and uh, the amount of people who have, who have seen it, um, it's too small to even matter at this point. And then when you get down to it, uh, this we saw flashlights about... in the trailer, right? I remember yeah. seeing that. That like there was flashlights in that trailer, like mm -hmm. in the woods. Shot, do shot you against think, the fog. 
Yeah. Do you think they'll do the flashlights as lightsabers gag with the kids? Remember when we do those kids? When we, when we were kids and Star Wars came out, we used to take a flashlight and pretend they're lightsabers. I wonder if anyone <laughs> right. will ever do. No one's ever done that gag, <laughs> let alone in Star Wars. I wonder if they'll do that in Star Wars. The last time I saw well, it. In episode nine, they kind of do it, but kind of. Kind. Remember, Pope pulls out his lightsaber but and kids, then. Kids, right. But kids yeah, doing yeah. it. That would be. Right. It'd be a good gag. It'd be a good one. True. Hmm, that's weird. Man, Mikey Heike really wants to talk about Sean Levy. Hey, uh, man, dude's making Deadpool 3. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what he's doing right now. He can't shoot two movies at one time, right? So that ain't, that ain't coming in the next five years. So sit back on that idea. Right. For some reason, I can't get the uh, the old the old Reddit to uh, load. Uh, Did Elon but... buy it? Probably. I think it's fucked up. I was, I wanted to play um, Bespin Bulletin. Wait, uh, on on you on his YouTube, had a video of a kid on the bike. I think it was Wim on the bike that was filmed out there, and I wanted to uh, show that. I forgot to show it, but let's uh, pull that up and show it on the show. Hey, James Gunn just confirmed Nicholas Holtz Luther. Oh yeah, it's a good call. It's a good call. By the way. When I went to go see The Abyss last week, um, turns out I saw on the shittiest fucking screen known to man, so I didn't really get any of the benefit of being 4K, So, uh, right. other than no film grain. Um, I saw this trailer for The Boys in a Boat, right? Some stupid movie that George Clooney's directing about guys in row crew, which I can give a fuck less about. But uh, Joel Edgerton, Owen, Owen Lars is in that movie. Looking the most Gene Hackman I've ever seen anyone look since Kevin Spade. Like, Gene, go look at him <laughs> in that trailer, Jason. I'm like, that yeah. motherfucker's pulling the Gene Hackman. Like, if they hadn't gone this way, like, that that Joel Edgerton is a... Uh, that's his name, right? The Owen Lars dude? Joel yes. Edgerton? Is, yeah. That, uh, you know me, I'm not good with names, so I got one right. Uh, that... That that would have been a good older Luther. Like he's got the he's got the look, man. It's definitely so a little bit here, of a chameleon, that guy. Here is a video of the of of who I think is Wim on his speeder bike oh, in okay. a daytime shoot cool. right here. See this. Oh, is there Desmond it is. Bulletin. And it, but but it's not all together. Then it ejects only, right off. Yeah, right. it doesn't have all of the all of the. Uh, the <laughs> it doesn't. It them yeah. <laughs> I was kidding, but I do like the speed. See? I want to put the, like on the wire. Then... The <laughs> <laughs> we got to do it in slow motion, right? You got to go right on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Oh, it's cool, man. You got to ride a rail and shit. So is that the kid or is that a stunt kid? It's a stunt or is that double. Like a chick? It, it's it's a, a stunt person. Yeah, it's a stunt person. Yeah. I think I think but but based on the on the wig on the hair, it makes it, me think that it's it's for whim. Would have been great if they're like the selling point for this film was we had all the kids do their own stunts, <laughs> just throwing the kids off roofs, yeah, <laughs> dragging yeah. them by cars and shit like an Indiana Jones. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the uh, great thing about the the great thing about kids is you could just have more, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, anyone could be one of these little little bastards, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that that that, that was that, from a best in be article. That'd be one of those higher, like Key and Peele style sketches where they put more money into it. But you know, they yeah. do a making of, and they're like, the kids did their own stunts, and they're just fucking them up. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> you know, 
in in 83 there's one of the rare vintage star wars items to ever be made was a kid's like speeder bike bike it was like a bike that you sat on and yeah you had pedals yeah. it's it kind of like, it like more like a big wheel more like a big wheel i'd yeah, say yeah i've seen and, that one yeah it's like su- super rare back in the day Never it was one for it. thousands I, I i had heard that it it wasn't ever sold that it was like a giveaway thing that was going to be sold and it was a giveaway at like stores and the ones that are out there were given away at the giveaways but it never went into mass production and was sold in stores i don't know if that's true that's what i heard years ago i never but, saw one in the wild yeah i never saw one in real life um i i, I like always wanted the mask museums. the mask mm-hmm. one because it had like the folding like the 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 yeah the folding the the, 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 the red one with the lasers that came out yeah, yeah the transformers my, my, one was the worst have. like it was the mm-hmm. one that angered me the most because, like, all I wanted was the Optimus Prime truck. Like, I wanted to look like the truck, but a big wheel. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a big wheel with the Optimus Prime head on it or some stupid shit. It was so fucking dumb. Yeah. I had, uh, I had the General Lee, very racist big wheel. And then oh, after yeah. that, after that, I got, um, I got Michael Knight's, uh, got Michael Knight's Knight Rider. Uh, that was the one everyone loved. That was yeah. the cool. Coolest um, one you can... But anyways, where I'm going with this is, yeah, I'm curious if they're going to release bikes for this thing. You know what I mean? If there's going to be like, if they're going to do like a, a, a speeder bike I designed, version. Yeah. I know I'm only f- really familiar with this because uh, for the Spawn comic I'm drawing, I designed a big wheel for the book. <laughs> I'm not going right. to say what it is right now, but there, I designed a big wheel. I was like, look at me. I'm a big boy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I need to. I need to. We, we need. We need to do one pretty soon, and I need to get Meg on. I want to get Meg on to to uh, talk about it. Um, there's been a lot of stuff about with the UFO stuff recently, but honestly, most of it is just pointing towards it being a grift, and more stuff that's come out about the people who are involved in the government side oh. of it is all been in heavily grifty now, and uh, it's super disappointing. And I I don't like. I, UFOs I aren't a grift. It, but... The people grifting UFOs are well, grift right now. And I've that, been that's that. that's what I'm saying. But 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 this whole move towards towards disclosure of the last two years right. sure. is like, yeah. I people feel forget like, the disclosure project and where that went. You know, <laughs> I feel like it's it, yeah. Like and so it, it's it's been like a bit. It's been like an up and down thing for me because it makes me mad when it's a grift and then I don't want to talk about it because it's not as exciting. It's more anger inducing. But um, but there's been a lot of stuff that's gone on, and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Middle of Mayhem on Twitter, the guy from the New York Post did a five part thing on like Skinwalker Ranch and the stuff that was going on behind the scenes with Bobby Bigelow and all of that. And uh, I highly recommend watching that if you if you're on like a UF, UAP kick to know because I think it's important to know who's who's grifting and who's not. Like the the podcast uh by Ryan Sprague called Somewhere in the Skies. I think the guy is generally just a UFO enthusiast. I've never, he never seems to like side with anything. Like he's, he's very like, he doesn't push anything. He'll talk about the news. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I enjoy his yeah, demeanor. Good. You know what I mean? So far, yeah. I haven't seen right anything that's, man. yeah, I haven't had any like red flags about like the, he's, his not, style. he's not selling mega brain pills in between. Uh, yeah. Bits, yeah. He's not. <laughs> and, um, yeah. yeah, so like that's that's a that that's a good one, by the way. And he also like does shows some people like him, some people don't. I do like him. It'll be like a like a like an hour to two hour long supercut of people just sending in their stories of of encounters or of sightings, and some of them are super fascinating. And like you know, when you're just like working or driving or something like that, I I enjoy just hearing it because it's it's strange. I can't you know? listen to it if I'm trying to work because it ah, annoys okay. me. 
but if we're playing Fortnite, i'll put this shit on (laughs) you know like (laughs) to fill in because because there's this point when we play Fortnite where bestman's really vocal and then he gets serious like he turns on the rage right and the kill count goes up and he stops talking the little psychopath (laughs) the little psychopath like like i how i imagine neil will be on the show like he'll be the bloodbath kid he'll cut he'll go out the two butcher knives you know (laughs) he'll come out the room just covered in blood you know the show get real dark you know so the uh, thing about the peruvian rick jones says what about the peruvian (laughs) alien mummified remains from the mexican congress so so the so the uh the uh, problem with those is uh i i am of the opinion that you know we're not going to go to a planet and we're not going to see like oh look at this thing it's just an electricity creature i think that the rules of the universe are firmly like like established there is continuity in the rules of the universe i would think um in terms of like compositions and things stuff like that so anyways where i'm going with this is the bones of the peruvian alien mummified creatures do not represent any life that could move it doesn't it doesn't make any evolutionary sense you wouldn't work in spore the video game if you remember that one yeah (laughs) yeah and and um there's a lot that goes around on about it like oh this part's un- unidentified. We don't know what it is. And it's like, yeah, they, they, because if you're going to fake something, that's what you would do. And the person who did show those to the Mexican Congress is a known grifter and has grifted it, it, on the same grift before. So it, if those are real, it's the most unfortunate thing in human history that it was that person to really, who released them. It reminds me of when your mom, <laughs> when you told your mom all you wanted for your birthday was a C3PO cake and they showed it to the, the guy who makes five bucks an hour at Walmart and that's that you made that. Like, like that's what you got. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I guess it's 3PO, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, like Will says, the human camera like I has evolved seven times independently. It's like a 97% chance that anything like us would have our eye. And, and that's, that's like most of the things that I've ever read that seemed credible and intelligent always had like a thing like, yeah, like if we found another place like earth, we would find birds most likely, or if it was like in our era, in our general era, like if it's like the Jurassic era, you're going to find things like you would dinosaurs, like you would find on earth, but they would be different. They would, there would be differences obviously in the evolution, but you would be like, if you saw it, we would have a word for it. That's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's a bird. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So, anyways, though, with the with those with those little little um, mummified things, the the stuff that I've seen from anthropologists as well as doctors, it's all been like these bones don't actually wouldn't work. Like the skeletal system is not actually functioning for this imagined creature. It's and, the reason uh, why the Navi have human like features, even though they're nine feet tall, because Cameron, you know, actually yeah. applied real biology to the design of all that shit. And there will be that person that's like, but you don't know that. And I don't know that. that that's where I'm like, you know yeah, what I mean? Well, that's where I'm like. I trust the know. guy that went down to the Marianas Trench, you know? Like, <laughs> Jonesy says, please, there are no UFOs. Everything has a natural explanation. Stop thinking the authorities are hiding aliens under the White House, lights, sky, satellites from Starlink. Don't be fooled. And, and there you're, are UFOs. You're, well, yeah. And that's, and no, but, and Jonesy, Jonesy's <laughs> right, though. I mean, yeah, uh, to, the, to the, I, I don't, no I don't, I don't agree with, with, with Jonesy's cynicism. On, on the topic but the thing about it is like yes every single time starlink goes over there are reports of people saying i just saw a ufo and they they to them they they did but occam's razor says it's starlink and it's not ufos from another planet when you see something in the sky um is it more likely to be a drone than a spaceship from the planet zaxlon 
yeah, it's most likely going to be a drone. Like that, that's that's the kind of stuff that we that we need. But in terms of um, what's going on in the government right now, I think it's two different things. The first is either there are UFOs, they're hiding it, they're not saving it, they want to use the technology for themselves to rule the world. I mean, it, essentially, as we've talked about on the show, if if UFOs are real, the way that they use gravity to fall through space would mean that it would be akin to a time travel machine in certain ways, and that they would be experiencing time different than the rest of the people outside of the UFO. It's a it would literally destroy yeah, but a time civilization. Forward, not a time backwards. Time it forward, not backwards. Right. You can go back in time with it as far as we would from in that concept. But it would mean that like if I could get into a UFO right now, I could go and I could kill all of the world leaders in in 30 seconds and cause chaos and then out of the ashes. We gotta find my, them first. The order of ward, you know? Yeah. Like that that kind of stuff, right? So so, anyways, that's like one take, and but the other take is that they're using the UFOs to basically skim money off the top. Like Skinwalker Ranch is a grift through and through. They 100%. use Skinwalker Ranch to take twenty, at least twenty million dollars from the government, and just to pocket that money and to give themselves paychecks. And so, so if that's what's happening, either way, I feel like um, in terms of uh, us living in a supposed democratic free society. Uh, where the government is, is us and works for us, we do need to get either at the core of are they hiding UFOs or are they simply using um, secrecy and top secret clearances and stuff like that oh. to make money off oh. of – yeah, and oh. those things need to be exposed and those people need to be put, put in prison like at the end of the day. So so I, that's why I, I think even when this shit frustrates me and I do think it is most likely just a grift on the government's part and that maybe they don't most know likely. anything – I am like, well, uh, it still needs to get dealt with because the uh, thing about the uh, like United States is, you know, in terms of, of us as a military power, we're good. Everything else, you know, everything else is a bit uh, on the overkill side. And it's it is about just making money for defense contractors. And that's what they've been doing. And I don't care if that stops for them, you know. <coughs> but. But there are there are things that, you know, hey. Maybe that was a UFO. Maybe that was a spaceship. Maybe the government does think that one time was 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 a real time. And if it is, I I want to know. But yeah, anyways. but when there's real shit, they put a lot of effort in debunking it, Jason. And when yeah. there's the bullshit, they sit back there and let that let it fly with no no questions unimpaired. And I've yeah. been living long enough to, to see it, and I've seen this shit with my own. before there were drones and GPS. I saw this stuff, so I don't want to yeah. hear shit about it. You know, like right, I right. like ten years ago, it was all Chinese lanterns. No, those are Chinese lanterns. This other shit wasn't. You know, right? Hey, by the way, Jason, uh, what do you think? Do you think Spreezy's hair is more like John Travolta from the 1970s or Kurt Russell from the 1980s? I'm gonna say more like Neil in the in the 1990s. Neil wasn't even born in the 1990s. <laughs> a long time That's ago bad. in a galaxy far, far away, like 1990. Uh, he's, Neil, Neil's a Return of the Jedi as a cum stain on the <laughs> Max Rebo hadn't dropped the load into Neil's I, mom I yet. We're an hour 22. I can make a rude comment like that. Stan has yeah. long since given up on the show. You know, I say either open with them or close with them, Rob, whichever, you know, yeah. whichever. Close with them. Let's end the yeah. show. It's been too long. Yeah. Yeah. But uh anyways, yeah. So that's that's the Star Wars news. <laughs> Army jour. hammers. Army um, hammers. 
Army hammers, yeah. <laughs> you can just eat it. Uh, mm, barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah. No, and I mean, re- remember when they lost like a couple billion dollars? They just had no idea what happened to it. And that's that's where that, that $200 accounting comes in for those hammers. I don't believe for a second that they ever paid $200 for a hammer. Then it was just a great. I think it's just about how do you justify the money that you're spending and make it not the seem. Money, the money that you're spending with the current uh inventory you have on the books mm-hmm. you can't show the actual inventory yeah, yeah. I, I i'm i'm the i'm of the hopeful cynic who believes ufos are real and that on all of the ufo videos i've ever seen i've never actually seen one <laughs> is that, it's true that they sense? don't look anything like those videos Jason. that's why when we watch yeah. the videos i'm always laughing like <laughs> yeah you know this is it well it's yeah it's like you know like and like you know, the people like Jeremy Corbell, like, did, did, has done a good job at getting stuff released. But he knows those pyramids over that ship out in, over near San Diego. He knows we know without a doubt that those are not UFOs. That it's it's the camera and that way that the lens works when filming those lights on the drones at night, and that they're not even triangle shaped. Yet he still goes around, and when they ask him about it, he's like, "Yeah, dude, shit's going down. We're getting invaded, bro." And at that point, that's, 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 I knew that was coming. I really did. I really I just knew the personality and knew that that's where this was going to go. But I told go. you I never liked any of these guys, you mm-hmm. know? So that's why yeah. I said, look, I'm, I get, Jason was a believer. I'm like, you're going to go through this thing and then you're going to hate it. And none of it's going to be, and you're going to go through these waves, Jason, because something oh, yeah. real will happen. And that'll be the thing no one will fucking really want to talk about. That's when a big, we're indicting Trump for an 800 time will happen that fucking day or some shit. Yeah. You know, like, and that's like the Chicago O'Hare thing was a real event. Nobody right. fucking wanted to talk about, you know, no, no, Occupy Wall Street, Occupy Wall Street, you know, like that's like, we're not having well, this conversation. It, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, but to go back to your initial point, um, I, for the most part, I tend to like people who are like ex-military and, and have come out with that cynicism from it. That seems, that seems to be where, where we kind of meet up. But in terms of like the people that are in the government that are like career military people, I'm, and those are the people who have to never, tell us if it's real. And I'm never going to like any of them. I have a buddy I, of mine. You know, I, I, they're I not my people. Mag, video game magazine with. He did 20 years in the Air Force uh, PR and stuff, actually. Air Force PR, right? And we're good friends. But uh, he started working like full-time military, like not the Pentagon stuff. But, you know, when you go to like a G status and you're working for the military. Okay. And then we just stopped talking. It just... Like there's something that happens to dudes when they go into that career military part, they become yeah. something and and we just don't we don't vibe, you know, like we don't mm-hmm. vibe now. And I'm like, yeah. man, we were good friends. What happened? I'm like, oh, he got a career military job and he wants to tell me how the world fucking works, but like like there's a really weird difference. I gotta mm-hmm. tell you, man. Like it's it's happening right now in my own life. I'm like, did I lose a friend because he got a career military? Said, yeah, he did. You know? <laughs> it's not the actual military. It's just bureaucratic bullshit. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see that with like with 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 CIA people as well. I mean, not like the losing their friendship, but you see them like evolve in this like deep cynicism about the world because of the things that they are dealing with and that they are fighting and that they are experiencing reality in that way because of it. And uh, is it? is it justified or legit? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, but I mean, we are relatively safe, but also, you know, who knows? But yeah, Rick says UFOs are real. Uh, most people don't ever look up. 
and that is is true and it's like for instance uh the guy i was talking about middle of mayhem on twitter uh became acquainted with him because me and penny we every time we go out on a walk we always have a joke let's look for the ufos i always go penny where's the ufo find it for me you know like something to do something to make their little kid mind wander and um one day we do look up and we do see like what looks like at first i thought it was like a bunch of balloons but it wasn't balloons and then it was like and it moves and it's like a little like a cylinder and then it fucking goes oh and then we just like lose track of it like it's like flying towards the sun for us and we just can't see it in the sunbeams of the sky anymore and I was like, wow. And then I, so like I go on Twitter and ask, you know, did anybody see this? And then I see him saying, I see this thing hovering above me in a park. What the fuck? You know? But anyways, he just did a video on it. And uh, so that's how I know him uh, on Twitter. And then um, he does the thing and it's like, oh, there were fires in Los Angeles and there were these weird fire drones and they were out everywhere. And he's like, that looks like what I saw. And it's like, okay, th- there we go. That's probably what I saw too. You know what I mean? And right. so you could Occam's razor this stuff out of it being a spaceship. And it would be great if I saw a spaceship from another world. But at the same time, uh, if I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought to go, okay, yeah, that makes the most sense. And uh, But that's, that's the uh, problem. And most of these people replace religion with the UFO thing, too. I've noticed that. So it's like if you imagine talking to one of your Christian 100%. friends uh, and telling them, like, well, what if Jesus isn't real? And how they will react to that. That's how the UFO people react to like, maybe that wasn't a UFO. Maybe Roswell wasn't real. Maybe Roswell was something, you know, whatever happens to be, you can't even have the, the conversation because they are so devout. And uh, and that's what stops me from well, there's, participating it goes a little in the bit UFO more, community. It goes more insidious. And I've been bringing this up to you since we started doing the UFO shows. Yeah. Amy Martin is uh, a neuroscientist. Uh, she she did the news for Art Bell when he had the serious show. Right? She was right. like, she became Art Bell Jason in that way. And, uh, you know, she was doing her own thing called Midnight FM, which I really enjoyed for a while, but she doesn't COVID. She stopped doing it. Um, okay. But she was researching guests she was going to have on and then suddenly like realized that guest she was going to have on about ancient aliens or some shit was a guy who was like convicted of uh, child, you know, sexual blah, blah, blah. But was also go further. Dudes like a. Uh, uh, Aryan race is the master race kind of guy. And then you start to do the math that a lot of this Asian aliens and hidden archaeology stuff is really uh, code for white supremacy. Yeah. Right. Like, like right, there's a whole right. insidious nature to, to this stuff, you know? And, and if you go back and listen to those old coast to coast, you can get quite a bit of that. If you know what they're talking about. Right. Right. And you've seen where these people have ended up. A lot of them have ended up since David Icke and all these guys, right? Like, uh, yeah, so I um, you don't get much more cynical than me over this, uh, and I've never believed in Tic Tacs or rods or that bullshit. But uh, I do know what I saw, and uh, a few times, and the experiences I've had in my life, which I've shared on the UFO shows, and so the universe works in strange and weird ways. But it's not going to help you pay your taxes or put food on the table at the end of the day. None of this right. stuff. Right. You know, and it's well, not going to get solved in our lifetimes, I feel. Not even with the singularity. You know? The, uh, well, they don't singular- care about the singularity. Us, will, I, I know, but it will solve it. We'll, we will die out. The ruling class will take over the, to, <laughs> you to win the, the believe wars. it in the singularity. Right? Oh, I believe in the singularity. Don't buy I, it. I, I, I think it's, don't I think the singularity it. is inevitable. Um, think it, was it, they didn't say the other day, Chad GPD is getting lazy. Like it just doesn't want to do stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. But that's chat, chat, G, chat, GPT. Wouldn't it be great if we get a hey. singularity and it just wants to play 
Fortnite, Lego Fortnite all day. Oh, he doesn't want to do for, anything. For, for the record, <laughs> I, I don't believe in any of this chat GPT AI shit at all. I, I don't. I, I don't think that this is it at all. I think this that's it's a this is a choose your own adventure game that we're pretending is AI. It's not. Yeah, it's Google. You know? It's a less accurate Google search. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah, and that that is not the singularity to me. That is not a, a big stepping stone on the, on the way to the singularity. I think it's just cl- it's just clearing out how not to do it, probably. But um, but anyways, um, yeah, uh, he said, uh, yeah, Bumbo Jumbozilla, is this a UFO show today? Well, it kind of became one. But um, Chris says, I'm uh, I just go. can't get over the Tic Tac. I just don't buy these pilots or all, all the recordings were a hoax. Well, see, the thing about it is, you do have the uh, Tic Tac video, and then you also have the Go Fast. The go fast we now know has has actually been debunked that the item in the go fast video is only going thirty miles per hour, thirty ish miles per hour, something in that vicinity, and um and it was in effect. It was the effect of the jets against the item thing moving against the ocean, like 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 we it has been that has been go fast debunked, um as far as I'm concerned, anyways, and um on the actual like tic tac video, the whole thing about it is on that one. I do believe that if they think that was the case, you know, I heard, uh, you know, that guy on YouTube, uh, Vosh, he's like, yeah, all of the pilots on, um, that are doing that shit are always on, are always on cocaine. They're always meth out or whatever on amphetamines or some shit, uh, something like that on, on pilots. He's all, I don't know if I would trust what they say either, but the thing about it is, is that not the, all the, pilots are on no, I don't. cocaine. I Most of them are though. Of, I've um, known a few no. of them. I wanted to be one of them. I met a lot. They weren't on cocaine. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, no, but but <laughs> the helicopter guys in well, Vietnam were because we go to the VA and their noses would be removed from all the cocaine they snorted in Vietnam. The uh, pilots who didn't see stuff are now saying that they saw stuff. Like everything is changing. The story is like you know it's and it's just, it, that that's a problem. But the other thing is like with the tic tac thing is like the the object is here. They lose sight of it and then it's at their next place. Well, if they were balloons, maybe there were multiple balloons, which is the most. That is the Occam's razor. There's multiple balloons and you're seeing a second one at your next place. And it didn't, that's not the same one. It didn't fly there. You just found another one there. Uh, I think that's, well, disprove that before it's a UFO. But I mean, you know, there was a lot going for the Tic Tac videos um, with you, but um, all of it came together to form this story. And uh, as that story was being told, like Leslie Keen from the, New York Times was one. And when you look at what she held back from her story, she held back the werewolves and the ghosts from Skinwalker Ranch in that story because she knew that that did not paint a realistic depiction of of the thing. But that's bad reporting. I don't trust her as a reporter now on for any of the stuff for that reason. Because I'm sorry, if you're telling me that there's UFOs, but then they're being piloted by Bigfoot, well, I'm not going to fucking believe you. And if you're going to hold back, so bad. Yeah, if Harry you're going to hold the back, but with a UFO, like I'll watch that. The invasion where they come back to get Harry, they fuck up. Humanity. I need that they laugh when he flies yeah. over you. <laughs> with that, you ever see that big fucking dick that guy has? There's like yes. a couple shots where he has a big old oh, dick. Jason, you can see it. Jason, yeah. Sometimes I put it on, you know, it gets me. In the- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyways though yeah i'm not a i'm not a ufo cynic but i am cynical about the evidence that's being presented by the people who are usually presenting it 
and yeah. that's this, where hey, look, this is what i kept telling my friend he was an elizondo guy and i'm like i don't trust any of these people yeah. i don't like the fact that ted that rod ted cruz or all these these uh marco rubio and all these motherfuckers are involved in this shit you know and oh rob and then now look where we're at so well you I, know, we've been doing this quite a long time jason some of us mm-hmm. uh yeah i got a little i rarely pull in the i got some miles under the belt here oh yeah but uh i'm not getting more uh what do you call that radicalizes the years go on you know like yeah. you you got a good sense for what's bullshit what's not bullshit yeah. you know and we do a good job here on the show i think of keeping star wars fans in line with the reality of production you know the realities of yeah. what's going to get done it's the same crossover in my opinion you know yeah like like I, i'm I don't, i'm not trying to do the espn hot take on, on the sports <laughs> idea with any of the stuff right. i always try to be like yeah but like let's ground this in reality and then figure out what's going to happen because that's how it's going to work yeah. here's you know, actual that's... footage of the kid on a bmx being slung over you know like that yeah. i don't know jason you know and and like you, and, you, and you think, think that that footage will magically appear on the hot mic next week i got some exclusive no. footage <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. I, no okay. but you think you think campy adopt fartnet will have that like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no all right I don't know. It did. It 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 did hurt my feelings a little bit though when they 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 wouldn't say, you know. We'll put. I out. knew it had you know what I mean? to, which is why, why? I spent. Why the would money they do that? Why, why, say why? your name? Like, yeah, I was like I'm I gonna mean, get these motherfuckers to say. Jason Ward will be the first well, two words on that chat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but 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 once again, it was like it was like a weird one because it's like, you know, when I reported the story, I'm like I'm like this is a plan. It's not the plan. Right it's a an plan. option yes and it, this is something that that they are weighing and then all of the uh, like twitter accounts said making star wars says mandalorian's a movie and the, you know and i'm like no no that's like literally not what i said because if i that i would have been a bigger story <laughs> you know what i mean mandalorian is the next movie is the big story gee jason you'd think with the unnecessary or necessary however you want to word it uh word counts you have to have in these posts for seo bullshit that they would just mm-hmm. get the story right you know, yeah. you got the room now. You know, it's not like right. bite-sized bits do better. You need to fill it up. So fill it up with the fucking truth, you know? You would think. You would think. In the context. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like like once again, like, uh, yeah, um, Lou from, uh, I think it's UCR, is like just like a UFO show. And um, he had uh, Elizondo go out on his fake account and say that he was a um, a felon. So Elizondo was doing disinfo against UF people that just reporting on the UFO news. Of the, of well, Elizondo said people were being racist and, against him for talking about UFOs. So, you know, like, yeah. this fucking dude. <laughs> but but it's like but 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 once again, it's fucking Blue Lives Matter, motherfucker. Like, but the, <laughs> but that that's that's the fucking problem though with the U.S. government. Like when when that person does like, and I don't buy Grush. I think Grush is being. I think Grush is either very naive or being manipulated. And I think it's both, to be honest with you. I, I think Grush he's naive. Is. Grush is the UFO whistleblower. Oh, uh, oh no, yeah. that guy was, he brought up Waco when he was talking. So I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> let's yeah. just chill on that one, buddy. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I, you know, I, they start, I, when, you, when you talk about UFOs and disclosure and then you lead into Heaven's Gate, you got, you yeah. got, like, that's a bit of a jump, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and that's that's the, the the whole thing is like, um, just you know, we're, we are all humans. Just because we end up in a high position in a government or in science or in academia, doesn't mean we're not batshit. I've known people in academia who are very well respected, and I know they're batshit. 
I know they're fucking loony as fuck, you know? <coughs> and um, so I don't know what, what to make about any of that. But my point I'm trying to make is when that real person does come out someday, when the real whistleblower does come out, um, they're going to be just like Elizondo. And if they tell me the truth, great. And I'm probably not going to like them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're probably not going to be my guy. I tell and, people um, the truth all the time and they hate me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. hey, yeah. yeah. You know how hard it was to be on this show, Jason, after Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi, right? You know what that was like? <laughs> hey, just accept that it, those are TV shows, and then it all becomes a lot better. Like I said, every, I think everyone's treating the TV shows like they're the films. And the, the, oral the oral knots helps. The oral knots helps. Oral knots does help. <laughs> um, oral knots is a, is a porno. Oral knots is a, a good, good oh, YouTube yeah. Oral knots. <laughs> oral knots. Uh, you know what? Fuck, I'm calling them oral knots. Like, I, think appreciate it. I think they'd appreciate it. Hey, everybody loves a little bit of oral. Yeah, I mean, no, it it is good though. They 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 do they do great work. But all right, guys, we did it. Say bye, Rob. Bye, Rob. Bye. All right, bye, Rob. Spaceships.